Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Susanna, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm also I'm also very well, thank you. I'm happy to <laughs> So, I want to start by saying, so you're clearly a yoga teacher, but much more than that. And I really want to understand more about how you got into yoga, firstly, as I know that's how a lot of people recognise you as. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first introduction to yoga was about four or five years ago when I was working part-time at a gym in my hometown and at the moment I was all into fitness and health and I had some kind of idea of me wanting to become a bodybuilder (laughs) but long story short my my immune system and my body couldn't handle the enormous amount of stress and pressure I put upon it working out in that extreme amount that I was doing it wasn't healthy and it didn't it didn't serve my body and one of my friends she was teaching yoga at the gym so I remember going to one of her classes and I thought it was so hard and I cannot say that I actually loved it I thought it was extremely painful and tough and I remember feeling very annoyed when she was guiding me through all of these down dogs and warriors and some kind of high plank all the time coming. But there was something with the feeling after the class that state of freedom and and stillness. To fast forward a bit from this, again, this was four or five years ago. As my body was feeling all this enormous stress and pressure from the exercises I was doing, so the weightlifting, my stomach reacted and uh, when my body collapsed 
I had a lot of different infections and I couldn't eat properly and yeah personal information I had to go to the loo like 30-40 times a day and was in extreme pain so nothing in my digestive like system was functioning properly it was too much stress obviously and it started then as the first class at the gym but it turned out to be the savior or the hero the platform that could really get me in tune with myself and I started to observe and understand the practice first from a physical point of view of being able to relax after each class to all of the mindfulness it gave me outside of the classroom and yeah now I'm here and I love yoga it's obviously my my biggest passion not just because all of the great benefits it's done to my body and the constant evolution that I'm experiencing with yoga as a tool it's it's the greatest gift for me to be able to channel love and and wisdom to other people through yoga so Susanna you said you was working very hard at the gym and doing a lot of physical exercises and that caused your body a lot of stress which made you ill yet when you started doing yoga it had the reverse effect so to say so can you explain why you think yoga has had such a beneficial impact not on just your physical health but also your emotional it's a it's a great question because a lot of people i think are wondering this i think the main difference between me going to the gym before and me constantly practicing yoga is the connection that i'm experiencing in the yoga practice so the gym came from a very egotistic part of me of always wanting to achieve more and being better than I was so not actually appreciating the present moment and the way I was looking or the way I was feeling about myself always wanting to be more 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 whereas yoga then had the opposite of wow I'm allowing myself to be as I am and can I be present with that and can I appreciate the way I am and test my limitations from there like going against my imagination of my boundaries so both from a physical perspective of building, for example, more core stability or can I find more space in the chest when I'm going into backbends, as well as can I sit with my pain. So it's very important for me to say that the yoga practice is not just moving the body on a yoga mat. Movement can happen anywhere. So yoga can happen anywhere. And it's not only the movements. It's the combination of movements and the meditation and the meditation is an ongoing practice every day mm. yes i dedicate time every day to sit at least i want to dedicate time every day i usually dedicate some part of my day so i would say 30 minutes at least but hey i'm a human so sometimes it's less but if not sitting consciously it is a con- conscious practice during the day so for everyone either interested in getting into yoga or I've only just started practicing. Can you say from your own experience of when you really started picking up these these benefits of really feeling present and in your body and, and getting that almost spiritual benefit from it? It's hard to answer. I don't know which exactly class or moment it was. Of course. But I knew it was growing within me. So maybe having 
half an hour after that first practice, feeling very calm and present. The moment that comes to me is about maybe seven, eight months after that first practice and being in a very bad state and then practicing a bit at home every day, moving my body, slowly building up this awareness. So seven, eight months afterwards, I was in a more constant flow and maybe it's an addiction, <laughs> but, at least, but at, at least a good say, yeah. one. Yeah. It has served me on so many levels. Correct. And as you know, obviously I'm teaching now. So there's also another type of practice that comes from teaching yoga. The way I present myself and the way I feel about myself. The reason why I want to guide yoga and teach yoga is for other people to experience part of this beautiful practice which is powerful enough without me needing to show anything. It comes from them awakening something inside. So I'm literally just a channel, a channel of light and information and a practice that has been present for thousands of years. It doesn't come from this present moment. It comes from further back. Yes. So if we rewind a bit to when you was at quite a low moment, you're stomach collapsed you was very very ill and I really want to know how you end up going from taking that first class where you were still in quite not the best place to going on your first teacher training course like how how did you make that transition and that step I think when the yoga started to become more of a habit and something I was craving on a daily basis I also started to reflect upon life and more deeper questions, I guess. So questions regarding what's the purpose of life? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do with my days? And how can I channel all of this, this love and these thoughts that I have within me in a good way? And I was never in a position, or at this time, I was working part-time. And it wasn't very fulfilling. I was very fulfilled because I was working in customer service. I was very fulfilled with, with helping people. So it's very clear for me very early on that I do want to help people. My natural ability and I know my gift is to talk to people. And there's nothing that makes me more happy than to bring joy and see light in people's eyes. Whether that's in the supermarket or talking to a friend. And... The yoga became a daily part of my routine. I firstly went on a yoga retreat with Yogi Academy or Yogi Academy in Swedish. And when I had this much time to experience yoga and meditation and also silence every day, it was my actual first introduction to silence and being in silence as a part of healing and listening. So tuning inwards, which were never taught in school, which actually really sucks because tuning in and listening is crucial for knowing where am I, where am I supposed to go? How was that at the start? Overwhelming, overwhelming, but also so relieving. And I really had so great benefits from that retreat. It was just a couple of days, but... Now a friend of mine who was present at the retreat, he was doing some coaching 
And I remember him sitting with me and talking about using your gift. What is your gift? And just having someone to openly sit on a piece of grass with, <laughs> or sitting on the grass with a piece of grass. <laughs> having someone to sit on the grass with and talk about utilizing your gift got me very clear that, wow, I have this burning passion for yoga and my mind is always thinking about yoga. And I love people and I want to make an impact and I want to grow within myself every day. It got me to a place of, after the retreat, I decided to book my first yoga teacher training. And already then my thought was very clear. I need to become a yoga teacher and I need this because it's helped me so much and I cannot wait to help other people in the same way. So yeah, I booked the first yoga teacher training in India. Amazing. And I'm curious because since then you've been traveling the globe for at least the last two years. And how did you, I mean, there's two questions here. Firstly, how did you take the step to think, right, I'm traveling the globe and I'm, I'm not going to go the normal route? And, and secondly, how... How did you keep going? Because I know I can imagine people listening might be like, I don't know how I would do that or survive with no stable income. So what was your mindset when you decided to travel? I think the decision came from my gut feeling and therefore I was not thinking too much about it. I just did it. Yeah. Which is also one of my biggest advice to whoever I meet. So for you listening... Wherever you are and whatever you do in your life, always, always go with the gut feeling. My gut feeling was, you need to do the yoga teacher training. It's the time now. And naturally, I already knew before the yoga teacher training, I want to travel more. And I was living in Uppsala at that moment. I was in a whole different position in my life. And it wasn't, it wasn't for me. So I decided consciously, I am going to create the reality that I want. And exactly how I did it, it hasn't actually been up to me. I have trusted this universal force. Wherever I've been, there has been help available for me. There has been opportunities available for me. As long as I have stayed in a place of trust. And how, how do you get to that place? Because I can imagine it's very scary to take that step. It's and awful. Trust. <laughs> how did you do it? Like. How did I do it? The answer that comes to me is that I just did it. I did as much planning as I could possibly, obviously for the teacher training, mm -hmm. like booking the flights and all of that. Then the rest has just unfolded. I've been open to look for new opportunities and I've been wanting to travel. So I've also had great friends that I've met alongside of traveling. And when traveling, for those of you who have experienced traveling, in general, they're always amazing people and they inspire you and they teach you things. They are here as a teacher for you to see how you can grow within yourself. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss so what have you learned from traveling oh wow that is a big question a but if you were going to question. if you was going to bullet point almost what you've learned so for example you've made some great friends met some really incredible people is there anything else that you've yeah learned and taken in mainly i'm learning about myself so this is always the core focus. When I'm coming back from traveling, I realized that all of these great people that was manifested around me, all these people I met, they were reflecting things within me. So whether they annoyed me or tested my boundaries, it was all about me. And it sounds quite egotistic to say, but in the end of the day, I am living within this vehicle, my body, and I am the one experiencing the reality within within me as you were experiencing it within you so the traveling and meeting people and pushing myself out of my comfort zone it reflected in me as fulfillment like I felt I felt very fulfilled where I feel very fulfilled by traveling so to move to the now and a lot of people know you as a yoga teacher it's kind of it's certainly been part of your brand but just from from knowing you and of course being your partner I know that you are so much more than that and you have a lot more to offer so can you explain what else you you want to do in this world firstly yoga has been the first tool of mine to to do good things for other people and I also have a very big passion as I've said to speak to people so I want to do and explore more of the coaching side. I want to continue to travel. My main focus is to empower people. And I'm open to receive all of those ways to empower people. And it doesn't really matter to me in the way I do it, as long as it feels good for myself and it feels right. To add on that, this is also something that's been very clear to me when traveling and working around other people or for other brands. 
that it's okay to not be in line with what other people think and what other people want. The main thing is that I am doing what serves me because that in the end of the day will always feel good. Does that answer your question? It does, it does answer my question. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's great. What is your daily life like? I, I'm really curious to how you feel so inspired every day and you have so much motivation and drive. Like, What do you do every day to get to that point? On a day-to-day basis, I work a lot with gratitude and uh, I do not always have a good day. Actually, my days, they turn up and down and in and out, most likely always. But what changes the way the day play out is how I feel about it. So I've been working a lot with the conscious reality or the, the way I am experiencing it. Every th- time there is something difficult coming up for me, whether I can be in it and fully embrace it and be sad if I need to, I allow myself to be there. And when I've been in the place of being sad, for example, I know that I need to take myself back to the center because in the center of myself, when I'm calm and present, I feel good. And how do you center yourself? That will most likely be through moving my body through any type of yoga or there can be other ways of moving my body but most likely it is yoga because I do love yoga or it is through the meditation part of yoga so sitting down or a combination it's sometimes very hard to actually sit so doing some easy movements very gentle and then coming to a place of sitting also important to for me to express is self-acceptance has helped me a lot and with this, I mean accepting myself, all the greatness, all the goodness that I have in me and accepting that some parts of me are not perfect and maybe they don't, don't need to be perfect as long as I can work with it and be okay with it. So not always needing to change myself to feel good about the day, just knowing that I can Im- impact how I feel. As a very quick kind of uh, response like how would you recommend someone who doesn't feel very good about themselves at the moment quite a low point how would you recommend they get started with self-acceptance and self-love an amazing question amazing question whenever you are in a point of or a position of doubt or fear or panicky fight or fight or fight or flight actually not the other way around if you can say to yourself I am here, I am okay with what is. It takes you to the now. And these words have a subconscious impact. This is the key. So every time you say, I am, or I'm willing to open myself, I'm willing to receive help, for some undescribable reason, it generates back. Amazing. It's a very simple law of the nature as well. However I feel about myself or whatever thought I'm thinking about other, it always generates back and turning the focus inwards. I know it so easily and that's the way the mind works. Mm -hmm. But accepting that the mind most likely wants to run away, judge other people, feel bad about the situation, tell you all the, the bad stuff that you have done. It's okay, I'm accepting it and coming back. What can I do for me now? Awesome. And I want to add to that because 
we experienced it the other day when I came back from work and I felt quite low and yes. we did the technique in the mirror. So oh, yes. uh, for that was also great. Yeah, I, I would love you to explain the kind of mirror technique for the audience because I know that's also maybe a little top up on that I am mm. happy or I am present. The very simple technique that you and I were using was that one of us began by <laughs> sitting down or standing in front of the mirror and I asked you to say, was it three or five things? I think it was three. Three things that you love about yourself. So instead maybe of focusing first on what you see in the mirror, I would say the natural talents within you. And you told me some amazing things. And I have to say it wasn't it was not easy at all. To sit there in front of a mirror and say nice things about yourself can feel very And uh, having a girlfriend in the background. And having a girlfriend in the background. <laughs> but mostly at least what I found is there was a part of me that resisted it. And maybe actually to say it's quite a good indicator of where you're at in terms of your own self-love and self-acceptance to, to stand in front of a mirror and you know, how, how do you feel when you when you say it? The best part is the simplicity of it. You just need yourself in a mirror and a lot of patience. And to a beginning, maybe just say one thing and really be present with that. And it can be, I, I am, I'm fine. And then it's turning into, I am a good listener or I love that I am powerful. Whatever you're saying and whatever you're telling yourself, it, again, it generates back into your subconscious mind and it will impact you. And the resistance that we do feel is a very natural part of the ego. So when we spend a lot of time in the mind, when the mind just talks, again, the ego is not a bad thing. It's the way we work with it and the way we allow it to, to take place in our life. But when we're not present and when we're not aware of the way our mind speaks, we very easily become our mind. And I have done this for most part of my life. It's just the last couple of years. I've been trying to turn the coin and coming into a place of observing the mind and being with the mind. Because the mind doesn't obviously maybe want you to be proud and loved and held. Great. Which takes us into a whole different conversation did, about the ego and the mind. Uh, spiral into a whole subject on itself but I love the the kind of idea that you've flipped from being in the mind and kind of having no awareness of what you're doing or why you're doing it most importantly to being more on the outside of that and really being from a point of curiosity and understanding why why you feel the way you do yeah essentially so I guess now to go a bit more to kind of finish this up to go more in the the, the future and understanding do you have a vision or do you go completely in, in flow with things? Yeah. Uh, where Where is Susanna Strand or a.k.a. Susie Beach going? <laughs> where am I going? It's a great question. I, I love being in flow. And you also know this. And I think my closest friends know that I love this expression of being in the flow. This means I like to not resist whatever comes. And I have a very clear vision of where I want to be and mostly how I want to feel about myself and how I'm impacting the people around me. But again, the way that will happen, I feel that it's up to nature, which sounds maybe a bit like, yeah. 
like what does she even mean but I do mean that I'm up for anything I'm up to receive tools and ways to express gratitude and love and to help people because that brings so much joy for me honestly I'm doing all this because it makes me a happy being so it is a bit selfish because it makes me happy but in the end of the day I am living in this body and I have this certain amount of time in this life who knows if there are several lives we can have that as a different topic as well oh my god and to, to, sorry to interrupt uh, quickly and you say it could be seen as selfish that I just want to be happy but at least something I've learned uh, from one of my teachers is that you know the way we can share love and make others happy is first to be happy ourselves mm. so I think that's as you said the key here is get yourself on such a happy place inside and that self-love so you can share that with the world mm. because if you're unhappy then how are you meant to share any happiness with anyone else mm. so I guess the the answer to your question is I'm, I'm completely in flow here and I'm gonna trust essentially the, the universe to guide me and, and let me let me go where I need to go. Mm. But I also want to add with this that I'm open to do the work for it. So there is also a certain amount of trust that needs to have a part of action for it to move forward mm-hmm. or for it to, to generate into something. I can trust as the first step. Amazing. But I also need to put my ideas and my creativity into a place of action to see results or to see an impact yeah like with any type of work you do and i think it's a good way to almost end this this episode in the sense that where you are in yourself being in such a place of trust and, and flow and actually happiness and inspiration is i mean it could be outlining the purpose of this podcast at least knowing why we both started is to inspire others to get to that point yes and i think to, to say here this is what throughout this these episodes is that we want to get people from a place of maybe going from in the kind of quotations here the normal way of life which is nine to five and quite structured and you need to be doing this and achievement to a place of actually being in flow and trust because that's such a free way of thinking mm. um and i know that a lot of people i have this conversation with all around the world different ages and cultures and backgrounds naturally feel resistance to this it's i need to pay the bills or i need to do things or have kids why do you think that is because we live easily in a in a from a place of thinking that we need to be inside of a box in a structure and yes life does request us to have loyalty or to have responsibility but there are always a way to work around that if we are willing to do the work for it. If we want it badly enough. You can do whatever you want. Honestly. And I am not rich. And it does not matter. And it has not mattered. Like these years of travelling either. So far. But money seemed to be in flow also. Whenever I do things that feel good for me. Which is for me a sign also. That I am on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. No I think it's in- it's incredible. Because you know, as you say, you might not be rich, but you've, you've got enough money to go traveling around the world, essentially doing what you, you want to do. But I mean, most essentially here, like you've got your happiness and well-being and you're doing what you're passionate about. And I can say from my own experience and my work requires me to talk to 
people every day in jobs where they're earning tons of money and they're ringing me up saying they're unhappy about the role they're in and essentially their life. So I think it's, I have to say again, it's super inspiring where you are and the place you're in with yourself to be able to trust. Thank you. I, mm. I love sharing it with you. It's great. It's much better sharing it together. Definitely. <laughs> Actually, I've got an interesting question before we end. Oh, wow. And Hit me. Yeah, that, that would be, do you have any fear or, or is there any part of you that thinks, am I going the right way? Like, is there any part of that kind of doubt? And if so, how do you deal with that? There is always fear. There's always fear appearing. Honestly, whatever I do. I have underlying thought patterns and behaviours that is resisting if I want to go outside of the comfort zone. I think when I'm present and when the fear then arrives, I can observe them instead of going into the fight or flight mode. What do you fear? I fear not being good enough sometimes, not knowing that the work I do is impacting as many people as I want. I sometimes uh, fear not pleasing people. So in situations when I see other people needing help or support and I'm not able to please them or people who might have a bit of a ego shining and they are craving attention and I'm not pleasing them, I, I feel it. But with this said, I don't have to be in my fears. So I know they are here. I have a lot of other fears too. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm, I am a normal... Snakes, to mention one of them. <laughs> what? I said snakes. Oh, God bless. Those <laughs> bloody snakes. Yeah, snakes as well. But, you know, if you're into spiritual animals and things, I guess there are signs too of some kind of transformation. Maybe so. So I guess that uh, this is the final question now, and... It would be, have you got anything else to add? I know it's a very broad question, but is there anything that you want to express that I haven't asked you already? My last point at this present moment to express is go out and do what you love. If you don't know what you love, because this is also something I face, get in touch with your core values. So with core values, I mean, what is important for you in your day-to-day -day life and in your whole picture of your life. What is important for you? Is it the money? The way people look at you? Is it the way you feel about yourself? Is it about the people you're surrounded by? Is it nature? Is it traveling? Get in touch with it. There are plenty of tools and I will promise you that we will go through it. Oh, we will. we will. We it's will. It's one of the most essential starting points. Yes. I, I completely agree. And you know it for, for yourself as well. Yeah. Core values has been... The number one indicator. Exactly. That's my that's my last... My last words of wisdom. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story and, and your wisdom. And actually, it's been very, very enjoyable, this first episode. And we look forward to... To see you next week. Yeah, next and week. If you have any feedback or questions and if you would give us a review, we would be so happy to receive it. So please let us know how you feel about it. And you can be 
Anonymous. 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 Exactly. Anonym in Swedish. I'm struggling a bit. But until next time, take care and stay safe. Lots of love. Hej då. Hej då. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.